2: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple
3: Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's time
0: to play! Full-time fantasy. Play! Full-time
2: fantasy.
4: All right, it's Dr. Roto. Get out the insurance cards. Get out the copay. The office is open, my friends. It's Thursday. The week starts Thursday night football. The Chargers against the Raiders. Just win, baby. We will dissect this game later on in the hour. It's the Dr. Roto hour, but I got to get some news to you, some important news. Um, A.J. Green not playing week 10. And I have a tweet here from Jay Morrison from The Athletic. He covers the Cincinnati Bengals. He said a little bit of a mixed message from AJ. First, he said, the biggest thing for me is it's just not going to be the best until I actually shut it down for a month or two where I can actually recover. But when asked if he's shutting it down, he said no. What? I'm so confused. Look, I said this to you yesterday. I'm saying it to you today. I will say it to you tomorrow. If you want me to talk about it tomorrow, I will. A.J. Green is not going to play this year. He is not going to play this year. And this is an easy one to understand. There's no reason for him to play this year. What do the Bengals get out of it? Let's look at it this way. They win a game? Gee, that's awesome. We won a game. Yay! Who cares? You still stink. They know he's good. It's not like he's a rookie and they need, he needs to prove himself. What you need him to do is heal and come back next year when your team has Tua as its quarterback. So there's no reason for him to come back. It makes no sense. Now, if they were 6-2 and two, fighting for the playoffs... You better believe AJ would be warming up on the sidelines. Better believe it. Now, ask me this important question. Dr. Roto, do you agree with what the Bengals are doing? I'm glad you asked me that. Yes, I do agree. There's no way I would let this guy play. None. What am I getting? What 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 is he proving? I can get him injured? If he goes out there and re-injures it, he's done. I need this guy to stay off it, come back at 100%, feel great, and then we have a shot. I'm going down in flames anyway. I mean, seriously, I'm looking at the game against Miami, and that's going to decide the number one and number two pick. So I'm all in. I want to go 0-16. If I'm a Bengals fan right now, (laughs) if I was a Bengals fan, though, I seriously want to be 0-16. Might as well just start over, get, the, get some high picks, and let's do what we got to do. Get a new quarterback in there and figure this out. Get a healthy A.J. Green, get Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate stepped up, maybe get, my, get a new tight end. Let's get some guys to block, and now all of a sudden Tua can have an offensive line. you got Joe Mix in there. I think we have a shot. Bengals are not far away, guys. The Bengals are not far away. You draft Tua, and you go spend every dollar you have on an offensive line. Literally, every dollar you have. You've got the receivers. You've got the running back. Your defense is meh, but I can make it through. Got Geno Atkins. You got Jesse Bates. I can make it through. But that offense just needs a couple of horses up up front. Price will come back. Cordy Glenn, maybe he can make up nicey-nicey. You get one or two more guys. That's what the Bengals need to do. They don't need to bring A.J. Green back. Now, as a fantasy owner, should you have known that? I don't know. I don't know if I can criticize you for that. I don't think I can. Because I think when you probably traded for him four weeks ago, you thought, as I did, that the Bengals would have won a couple of games by this point, and they would be two and six, and maybe having a remote chance for something. You didn't think that they were going to be zero and eight and destined for, you know, futility. But bigger question: Would you should you draft injured guys in the first place? I don't. I don't. I do more so in baseball than in football. I tend not to draft those guys in football. I just don't. I had no part of Melvin Gordon this year. I had no part of A.J. Green this year. I had no part of Todd Gurley this year. I just feel like I don't need pot, those potholes. When it's hard enough to find a good lineup in the first place, those aren't potholes that I need to find. Right? Those aren't potholes that I need to find. So I didn't have, literally, I'm in like 25 leagues. I don't have one share, not one share of A.J. Green. So, yeah, I feel badly for you guys out there who do. I do. My brother-in-law, who I'm telling you, I've been married to my wife for 16 years. He has never asked me for fantasy advice, except this year. Okay? This year he asked me, and the trade was like, I don't remember who it is, but he's getting back Saquon Barkley and A.J. Green. And I'm like, I thought your deal. he originally was going to get Marvin Jones. I'm like, oh, I like that better. And he goes, no, I'm going to get A.J. Green. He goes, what do you think? I go, I guess if Green comes back, it's a good deal. Now he's not going to ask me for fantasy advice for another 16 years. Because I screwed his team. I mean, he's got Barkley. But, I mean, really. I think he gave up Le'Veon Bell. It was like Bell and somebody. Maybe Bell and Ridley for Barkley and A.J. Green. I still take the Barkley side, even if I didn't have a receiver. But A.J. Green's done. Done for the year. Telling you that right now. He's
1: your brother-in-law for 16 years, and he waits until
5: year 16 to ask for advice? Come on.
4: Never ask me for fantasy advice.
5: Crazy, right? You're Dr. Roto. Exactly.
4: I know. That's what I say to my wife all the time. I go, I'm Dr. Roto. I give advice to people I don't even know. I give advice to people I don't even like. I said, your brother-in-law I like. He's a nice guy. I'm happy to give him advice. Too much pride, right? Too much pride? Never ask for it. Unreal. Seriously, do you know how many people follow me on Twitter? I give advice all the time. I'm happy to give this guy, him advice. Happy. A doctor once said that to me. You know, I, I said, I don't want to bother you. He goes, you I like. I'm happy to talk to you. It's like, you know how many patients I deal with that I don't want to talk to? <laughs> so I, I use that line. I like it. But I'm sorry if you have AJ Green. I do. I'm sorry. But I, I don't want to... See- I guess the lesson to be learned is if a guy's going to be out for four or five weeks, let somebody else take the risk. We don't need that kind of risk, right? We don't want that kind of risk. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. We're going to come back. We're going to look at some practice notes and more news right after this. all right, this is Dr. Roto, back with you here, fulltimefantasy.com. Enter the promo code Roto50 for 50% off your first two months. I am literally knee-deep into a DM chat on Twitter, which I, I haven't even spoken in this chat. I just get all the, the messages, and it's just literally hopping all over the place. Hopping. Hopping. And I'm like, I don't even know if I'm interested in half these arguments. But it's, uh, it's interesting how people just like to uh, include me. And people, they're talking about the industry, the fantasy sports industry and getting involved and being and being on radio and so you know who gets it who who can get on who's entertaining who's not I can say the following thing to you guys I can say a lot of it is skill a lot of it is luck being in the right place at the right time when you get the opportunity making the most of your opportunity because it doesn't come around too many times And what I like to say to everybody is be right. Give good advice. Be better than the next guy. I listen to a lot of shows, and most of the time I roll my eyes and I change the channel and put on 80s on 8 or 90s on 9, and I'm not even joking. Because I'm listening like, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Okay? Now, maybe I'm a harsher critic than most. I admit that. I'm a harsher critic than most. But you, the consumer, need to figure out who knows what they're talking about and who doesn't. If you don't think I know what I'm talking about, maybe you shouldn't listen. I'm not telling you not to listen. People at FNTSY would not like that. I'd like you to listen. I am hope I'm here because I'm good at what I do. And I want you to be good at, what, at playing the sport that we love. But if, people, if you're not getting the, the information you need, then find it from somebody who'll give you the right information. Now, am I gonna be right all the time? No. But I'm gonna try to be, because I like being right. right. I don't just don't say things for say things sake. I say things because I really mean them. So if you wanna be in this industry, try being right. Next, you wanna be in this industry? Let me, tell, let me give you a secret sauce. Ready? Win something. Be in a league and win something, and I'm not talking about your home league where you've played with your bu- with your friends for the last five years. I'm sure your friends are good players, but are they? Go play in a high stakes league and win a high stakes league, and then I'll be impressed. Because if you can beat people who are dropping three, four, five hundred dollars or more, well then I'm good with that. I'm not saying that you can't be a good player if you don't spend money. I'm not saying that. I'm saying home leagues are not the same thing as high-stakes leagues. I'm in a home league. A lot of the guys are very sharp, very, and could easily be high-stakes players. Not gonna lie about that. Got about four or five guys in my league who are really good. But it's still a home league at the end of the day. We still make trades, right? Be in a league, win some money, be right, and now I'm really interested in learning what you have to say. Now I'm listening. Now you have my attention. Once you do that, here's the next thing you do. Be interesting. Right? Be good and be interesting. You do those two things, boom, you're a success. If you're not interesting, it's a problem. Right, so those are the key ingredients. So if anybody ever wants to know, and you're listening, and you want to do something in the industry, I would tell you, create your own brand, be interesting, be different, and be right, and win something. So you have the credibility, and you have the entertainment factor, and people are interested in what you have to say. So if you're out there right now, and you want to do it, you can. You, nothing's stopping you. Get on and figure it out. It may take a while, and trust me, it may get paid nothing. Been there, done that. But eventually, good things happen. All right, let's take a look at some practice notes. Lamar Jackson, absent from practice on Thursday. I'm not worried yet. I don't know, maybe he had to go see his mom. I don't know, maybe he had to do something. I'm not concerned yet. We'll get some news and notes on that soon. If he misses tomorrow's practice, I'm more concerned. They could beat the Ravens with Mark Ingram running the Wildcats. I mean, they they could beat the Bengals with Mark Ingram running the Wildcat. Not worried. I like Lamar Jackson this week. I'm using him in DFS liberally. Probably do Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram stack. All right, Chase Edmonds not playing this week, but David Johnson will be. Okay, David Johnson will be playing. Now watch. Here's what's going to happen. They're going to use Kenyon Drake and David Johnson much like they use Chase Edmonds and David Johnson. I think you're going to see Kenya Drake in the backfield a little bit and David Johnson going out for some passes. And I think David Johnson being out there phases out Larry Fitzgerald. That's what's happening. I could be wrong, but I don't think I'm wrong. I think Johnson is going to prove to be more of a guy that they use as a receiver than a runner. Kenyon Drake looked real good last week. You give that guy a hole, he's going to find it, and he's going to run through it. I like him. I do. All right, Matthew Stafford, he'll, he'll be fine this week. Let's not panic. I think people don't think it's a good matchup against the Bears. Let me say something to you. Here's a stat that I'm staring at. The, the, the Lions have passed the ball sixty almost 66% of the time since Carrion Johnson's been out. Why would they stop that this week against the Bears? Oh, the Bears are so good against the pass. Really? Here's the problem with the Bears, if you haven't noticed. Their offense is really bad. So their offense is 3-and-out, 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 3-and-out. And the defense has to stay on the field all game long. So by the time it comes in the third and fourth quarter, they can't stop anybody. The only thing that's going to help the Bears this weekend is one major thing. Is that the Lions... Run defense is bad, which means that David Montgomery is going to have a good week. If that's the case, then the Bears' putrid offense can stay on the field longer, which helps the defense a little bit. So this might be a down week for Matthew Stafford. Don't worry about his back. Don't worry about his hip. He's playing, but he might not have the huge week. Okay? Eric Ebron told reporters that he had a conversation with Frank Reich about what's going on with his role. And rightfully so. You know? Rightfully so. Why isn't Ebron more involved? Sometimes I would think if I'm a coach, I really don't have an answer to that question. I don't know why we're not calling your number. I guess we should. You haven't done anything wrong. That's probably what I'd say. Hey, Eric, keep doing what you're doing, dude. And... The plays will come to you. And then when Eric leaves the room, I probably con- contact my offensive coordinator and I say, dude, put another couple of plays for Ebron. Right? That's what I do. But good for Ebron for speaking up. You don't have T.Y. Hilton. You don't have Paris Campbell. You, you have Zach Pascal, Chester Rogers, and Deion Kane. Do you think they can get the ball to Eric Ebron? I think so. I thought that Ebron was going to get the ball last week. I played him in DFS a little bit. I was playing Jacob Hollister and Eric Ebron. One was good and one was poo-poo. I'm always like a week off. Watch. Ebron has two touchdowns this week against the Dolphins. And I'll be like, why did he do that last week when I played him? Crazy, right? I'm going to play like Brian Hoyer, Eric Ebron, and Marlon Mack. That's my stack this week. Got a cold chill down in Southwest Florida when I talked about that one. All right. Adam Thielen did not practice on Thursday. Let me just break this to you. He's not playing this week. Not playing at all. Bad, bad situation. So look, I don't like anybody on the Vikings this week. Without Thielen, Cousins becomes a one-trick pony... The one trick, meaning Stefan Diggs, who's going to see a lot of Byron Jones. They're going to go to a lot of two tight end sets. So maybe there's an Irv Smith siding. Maybe there's a Kyle Rudolph. I think Dallas is going to be all over Dalvin Cook. I don't know. I don't like this matchup at all for the Vikings. I like Michael Gallup this week. And we'll talk more about that because Amari Cooper is not 100%. He's visiting a doctor to go over his MRI because he's not feeling well. Michael Gallup is a star, though. Watch for this guy, and if you could trade for him in your leagues, do it now. That's how good Michael Gallup is. All right, we're going to take a little time out, go over some waiver results. When we return on Full-Time Fantasy right after this. All right, we're back. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? I know you do. I know I do. Go to pointsbet.com backslash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. So in addition to nutritional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bets. So for example, if you're playing tonight's NFL game and you bet the Chargers minus one, If they beat the Raiders by seven points, you receive seven times your stake. That's that's pointsbet.com backslash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See the website for details. That's pointsbet.com. All right. Let me take you through a little... uh, I'll go through some uh, waiver, waivers here. So I know you're all interested. You're dying to hear this. I know it. I feel it in my bones. One league, people... All right, so this is an this is interesting comment. I'm looking at one league here, and I see that Will Lutz went for $72 in free agency. And I see the Saints went for $55. By the way, I was the second bid on the Saints at 49 the point is stream 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 jump in right stream 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 jump in meaning find a kicker find a kicker find a kicker and then when one comes available that you want ie will lutz you pay for him cost this guy 72 bucks the next bid was 42. i think if i was bidding 42 i would have thought i would have gotten him that's a problem Same thing with the Saints. Bid, 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 right? Right, stream, 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 stream. I bid $49. This guy got him for $55. I was just off a little bit. I really don't like spending more than $50 for for a defense. Mike Isicki went for $48 in this league. Let me find you another league. Here's an online championship league. Let's see what people did here. Kalen Balaj, $334. Ooh. The next highest bid was two sixty four. Did I bid? I did. I bid at eighty bucks. That's how much I like Kaylen Belal. Powell went for sixty two dollars. Mike Isiky went for forty three. I took Raikol Armstead at fifty two. I told you there was no second bid. I knew that. Why? Jaguars are on buy. Nobody wants to go bid on a guy who's on a buy. I'll take Armstead this week. I'll wait. God forbid something happens to Leonard Fournette. Cha-ching, my friends. That's how you play this game. Be a week ahead of your competition. Be two weeks ahead of your competition. Years ago, I'm playing a league with this guy from graduate school. And I don't know anybody in this league. Not one person. And if you remember this name, then I will be so impressed. During the year, we pick up a guy named Gary Brown. From the Houston Oilers and Gary Brown goes on to have like I don't know a dozen touchdowns and so when we get together they had this crazy playoff draft it was, it was a crazy league crazy league we get together and they're like how did you know about Gary Brown and I laughed and I was like you know I didn't go I, I should have said dude I'm Dr. Roto but I didn't do that back then I was nice I wasn't obnoxious and I was just like I laughed it off I said yeah, I just got lucky but the truth is you got to be a week ahead Nowadays, you almost have to be two weeks ahead. One week is not enough. Two weeks is enough. All right, so let me give you another league here. One moment, please. Please hold. Thank you for holding. Josh Gordon, $233. I had the next highest bid at $106. I didn't even want to I, I felt dirty bidding $106, to be quite honest with you. $233, you can have them. Nick Foles went for 72. Kalen Balaj went for 64. That's a good bid. I like that bid. That made sense to me. Mike Isecki, 41. Let me give you another world championship draft. Demarcus Robinson, 166. That makes no sense to me. You have Sammy Watkins. You have Tyreek Hill. Why am I bidding 166 on Demarcus Robinson? Now, if this guy, and if I go and look and he has Tyreek or Sammy Watkins, then I'll be okay with it. But if he doesn't, I'm not hating that move. I am, I'm hating it. BC Johnson went for 95. Gus Edwards went for 87. Ty Montgomery went for 65. I thought that was interesting. All right, got my friend Big Phil in Kentucky. What's up, Big Phil?
5: Doc, how are you? Good. How are you feeling? Oh, well, feeling pretty good. All
4: right.
5: <laughs> you didn't know I was sick. Anyway, hey, you were talking about, you know, uh, getting on the radio, but finding some, you know, finding the people you trust that win and, you know, you're comfortable with, you like what they're doing. And, you know, I don't, I I'm, was waiting to do this, but I'm having a good year this year as far as fantasy football goes. I've got several really good teams. And I think finding that one specific person that you, um, really and get kind of in touch with or, you know, your your thoughts are kind of the same and or you like what they're saying. And that's kind of what I, because I used to belong to like three different sites, you know, the Scout and then Full Time and two or three other ones. And this year I decided, you know, so I'm just going to go with one and I've narrowed it down and what I've done, I've cut out all the noise where, you know, you get conflicting uh, viewpoints and stuff like that. So I've kind of concentrated on just, you know, What you, you know, unfortunately, Adam's not still with you guys, but, you know, Sean and, you know, and I think focusing on one site and narrowing your um, choices that way helps you out in fantasy football.
4: I I agree with you. I, I think it's not that there aren't a lot of good people out there and talented people, Big Phil, but. You know, if if one person says, I like Godwin, and one person says, I like Evans, but one person says, I don't like Jameis, and then somebody says, you know, the Buccaneers don't play well at home, and then one person says they play better at four o'clock than one o'clock, what what, that scrambles your brain, right?
5: Yeah, exactly. It just floods you with uh, ideas, and you try to figure out, okay, because you have to have your own ideas too. You can't just, you know, use what other people are telling you. You have to form your own uh, opinions on who you think think is going to do well, the matchups that you like, and then incorporate what you guys say on the radio and on the website into your beliefs and your ideas. And I think focusing on just one, you know, and getting rid of two or three other people and just kind of focus on, and if you like, if you have a good successful year, then stick with it.
4: I, I think you know one of the biggest things I like, and I think you've done it before, when you'll say, hey, do you like something? And I'll say, I like this. And you go, that's what I was thinking, but you confirmed it. I love yes. that because you, that means you were on the right track. You felt good about this. You just wanted to make sure. And then you, you feel like then you know it's right, right? Because you trusted yourself too. Exactly. Who do you like
5: tonight, so my man? Ken uh, Hart, not to like Mike Williams, I think.
4: He is so do, As Willie Walls would say, he's like a 10-month pregnant woman.
5: You're right. He's ready to bust out. And I'm thinking at least one touchdown tonight anyway. I mean, come on.
4: Yeah, I like him. I like Hunter Henry it's, tonight too.
5: Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm. just struggling on whether – because I've got Henry and Waller and I also have Henry and Hooper. And I'm trying to decide whether I want to, you know, flex one of those guys, you know, and play them both.
4: So, I'm not against that. I, 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 yeah. I'm certainly not against that. I mean, look, Waller's been shut down the last two weeks, but he's a real good player. And you know that Tyrell Williams is going to see Casey Hayward. So, I mean, I think Waller's definitely in play.
5: Right. So, anyway, I just come struggling with those kind of decisions. Hey, what, what's the deal with Jackson? That's the first I heard about that. Is he just kind of just gone to
4: yeah. have a personal
5: day or something? Yeah,
4: I think it was, my guess it was a personal day because I haven't heard anything about an injury. So, I know well, he's your he's guy. A,
5: I mean, that would have been top-page news yeah. Monday morning if he was hurt.
4: For sure. So I don't think he was. I mean, he could have gone home to see his mom in Florida. It could be been a hundred things, it, you know?
5: Exactly. You know, they could have, you know, I mean, they're talking about him being an MVP conversation. To me, I think he's got a lot of work to do to catch up to Russell Wilson. But How about
4: Christian um, McCaffrey?
5: Well, I mean, uh, those three, but I'm— if those, if those are the top three, I think Lamar's you know got a lot of catching up to do. Yeah. But anyway, sure. you know, they're talking yeah um, yeah. if he was hurt, that would have been front page news.
4: Yeah, the so. Louisville Cardinal newspaper would have been all over it.
5: You got that right. right. <laughs> the heck out of mind. Exactly.
4: I didn't, but I trust you.
5: Okay. All right, my man. All all good right. luck tonight. Talk to you later.
4: Okay, me. take care. You got it. You know what's interesting? I think Lamar Jackson is really in the MVP conversation. He has to be. If I've got the three guys, I believe it's Christian McCaffrey, Russell Wilson, and Lamar Jackson. Could Jackson be an MVP? Wow, they better get to the, the championship game. They better beat a couple teams in the playoffs. But for my money, nobody's better than Christian McCaffrey. Ask yourself, I guess he could ask the same question. Where would, where would the Seahawks be without Wilson? Trash. Where would the Ravens be without Lamar Jackson? Trash. Where, where would the Panthers be without Christian McCaffrey? Oh, my God. The guy gets 27 to 30 touches a week. My biggest problem with Christian McCaffrey is that they use him too much. I don't want this guy's career to be, to be ended in five years. I want to watch this guy play for the next decade. That's how much I like him. He's so good. He is like, think about this. Isn't he like almost two players each week between his running and his receiving? He's like two players. You have Marlon Mack, I have Christian McCaffrey. I have like double the stats. It's like Mike Trout in baseball. It's like Ronald Acuna. So much better than everybody else. When a guy goes 40-40 in baseball, it's like having two guys who go 20-20. I mean, so that's how good McCaffrey is. You're, You're picking number one next year. If you're not picking Christian McCaffrey, please call my office for a house call please because you're missing something all right going back over the waiver wire we'll break down strategy we'll take your phone calls we'll break down thursday night's game i've got a lot to do and i don't have much time left to do it i'm dr roto i'm with full-time fantasy and i'm back with you right after this
2: and these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
4: All right, back with you here. Dr. Roto, full-time fantasy. Were you worried about Christian McCaffrey? He returned to practice on Thursday. He's fine. All right, Amari Cooper, diagnosed with a bruised knee, but he's expected to suit up for Sunday's game against the Vikings. It's only a contusion. Now, by the way, I know a contusion. Like, ah, it's just a contusion. Have you ever had a contusion? You're like, wow, that really hurts. I'm just throwing that out there. I had a contusion on my wrist. I, w- I thought it was broken. That's how bad it was. You never realize how much you use a wrist until you have a contusion on it. You're like, dude, I'm, I'm crying. But hopefully Amari Cooper's tougher than I am and he'll be out there this week. But fire up Michael Gallup, folks. I just say this. If Michael Gallup was on another team, he'd be a number one receiver. Just not on the Cowboys. All right, let's see. Oh, Lamar Jackson, came. a little news here. It was due to illness. Don't worry. My guess is he was a little under the weather, had a coffee cough, and no no need to throw him out there. You're playing the Bengals. You know you're going to win. Do you really need to push Lamar Jackson? Give him a little chunky chicken soup, and you say, wear a sweatshirt, and you'll be fine. Okay, come back out Friday for practice. Jacoby Brissetto practice on Thursday. This one I'm a little concerned about. I think he's delusional and might want to play. I don't know. I just don't like it at all. So, I I always err to the cautious side. But, you know, I don't I don't know the I don't know the player. I haven't seen I haven't examined his knee. I don't know how he's feeling but I know that it's not worth it. I'd much rather have Brian Hoyer starting and jo- Jacoby Brissett be active, and I'm fine with that, just not starting, and using him in an emergency situation, playing the week, getting the victory, and coming back next week with Brissett. That's what I'd like to do. That's what I'd like to do. That's the move that I'd want to make if I'm, Jaco- if I'm the Colts. But we'll have to see. We'll know a lot more. Remember, I've said this to you before, Wednesday... Don't be concerned. Thursday, pay a little attention. Friday, you better be very concerned. Who's practicing? Who's not? How do they look? What's going on? When a guy's not practicing Friday, they'll call him out. You'll know it. You'll watch it. You'll see it. It's big, right? All right, so a couple more things. Le'Veon Bell, limited Thursday. I guess he plays? But is he passionate about playing? I don't think so. I think this is going to end poorly this year. My spidey sense tells me that Le'Veon Bell doesn't make it through 16 weeks. Something's amiss. Something happens. By the way, did you see that Adam Gase um, interview? What was the press conference? The guy never looks up. So I'm gonna throw this out here. And this will just tell you who I am in a nutshell. So about 100 years ago when I was in college, I was in a fraternity. And I had two rules of any pledge who came to our house. Okay? So the only two rules I had. Look me in the eye and give me a good handshake. If you could do those two things, I pretty much liked you. But when you couldn't look me in the eyeball, makes me nervous. When you give me the dead fish handshake, makes me even more nervous, right? You look me in the eye, you give me a handshake, I'm already, I'm already voting you in. Adam Gase makes me nervous. When you can't look up, when you can't make eye contact, and don't tell me about some crazy eye disease. I'm not buying it. I think the guy's a fruit loop. I'm telling you, you think he's a fruit loop. If you can't make eye contact, With a camera, where you're just staring at it, how are you going to make it with a person? I would love to be in one of those meetings. Is Adam Gase actually looking at me? I don't know. I think this Le'Veon Bell thing, getting back to that, is going to end poorly. I have him in the Scott Fish Bowl. My team is killing it this year. And he's going to kill me. I, I feel it. My bones. He's he's going to be the reason I lose. I have a really I could win with this team. I know out of nine hundred teams I could win with this Scott Fishball team. I could, but not if Lev Bell can't can't make it through sixteen weeks. It's going to be in big trouble. All right, Sean Payton fully expects Alvin Kamara to play this week, as do I. Fire him up now. The interesting question is this: What to do about Lat Murray? When this season originally started, I had projected Alvin Kamara for 18 to 22 touches a game. And I projected Latavius Murray for about 8 to 12. That wasn't happening earlier in the year. But because of Kamara's injury, I think that will start to happen now. So you can play Lat Murray again. You can. I won't tell you to play him with confidence, but I think you'll be able to play him. OK? Because he should get about 10 touches a game. a couple of catches, a couple of goal line situations, short yardage. He's a good player. We saw how good he was. You know, it was almost like, whoa, Lat Murray. How good is this guy? Did you not know? He was pretty good. But I'm going to get it for you. Give me a second here. Please hold. Thank you for holding. All right, Lat Murray, this is in the beginning part of the year. When he did nothing. So week one was six for 43 and a touchdown. And you're like, all right. He had two receptions. Then week two, he was five, for, five attempts at seven yards. And you're like, really? This is bad. Then he was two carries for two yards. And then, you, then you're worried. Against Dallas, it was four for 14. Then against Tampa, it was seven for 28 and two receptions. And then against Jacksonville, it went up to eight for 44 and three receptions. So when finally, in week six, it got better. Right? But wasn't that when Kamara got injured? So when Kamara was there and Latt was there, nothing was happening. Let me check that. Week six, it was Kamara against Jacksonville. Right, it was that Jacksonville game. That was when Kamara didn't, uh, When the, he only had 11 carries for 31 yards and he had seven receptions. That was when Latt got involved. Up until that point, Kamara was getting tons of, tar- I mean, tons of touches. 20, 25, 20. So I still think there's room for both of them. I think that Sean Payton figures it out. I do. I think Sean Payton figures it out. All right, let's take a quick little preview of tonight's game. The Los Angeles Superchargers, or should I say the London Chargers, against the Oakland Raiders. Phillip Rivers, I really like him tonight. I do. I think this game is going to go a certain way, okay? Um, here's the thing. This game is going to be decided in the first quarter watch and let me know if you agree firstly the chargers are going to try to run the football with melvin gordon the raiders have been very good against the run this year they really have much better than you think the raiders you know at some point was a top 10 run defense they've been a little worse recently but the chargers want to start melvin gordon out if gordon gets stopped which i think he will now Philip Rivers throws the ball to our friend Mike Williams, who is due to score. Hunter Henry, because the Raiders are terrible against tight ends, and Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler comes in and he's involved too. So I think they go in with Plan A, which is run Melvin Gordon. If that stays and works, then then Melvin Gordon's gonna have a hundred yard night. And, and Mike Williams is going to be like 3 for 36. And Keenan Allen's 5 for 42. And it's going to be blah, blah, blah. And we're, and we're going to like be like, this is not the game we want to see. If Gordon gets stopped, you get to see the high-flying Chargers. Okay? So, I'm going to bet on Gordon getting stopped. And then I'm going to bet on Mike Williams and Hunter Henry having good nights. That's my prediction. Opposite way. The Raiders are going to run Josh Jacobs as much as they possibly can. The Chargers are not a good run defense. They're one of the 10 worst in football. And I think that they're going to run Josh Jacobs. If the Chargers can stop the run. Now, look, the Chargers did not stop James Conner. They didn't stop Derrick Henry. They didn't stop David Montgomery. But lo and behold, they stopped the Packers last week. Shockingly. If they stop Josh Jacobs this week, well, now you got Derek Carr throwing to Tyrell Williams, but that's an issue because Casey Hayward's there. You got Darren Waller, who we love. And now you're looking at Zay Jones and Hunter Renfro getting involved. That's if Jacobs gets stopped. If Jacobs doesn't get stopped, they're going to run that football all night long. Jacobs is going to have 28 carries. And Derek Carr is going to throw for about 182 yards and a touchdown. I really believe that. So I am not playing Derek Carr in any league this week. I'm not. Because I think that, like I said, if it goes the wrong way, I'm looking at a buck 80 and a touchdown. If it goes the other way, I'm looking at 280 and two. I don't like it. But I really believe the first quarter is going to determine how this game is decided. Who runs the ball well and who stops the run. I think the Chargers are the better team. I've always thought that. Just have so many injuries. But Mike Williams, if you'd asked me before the season started, and you said Dr. Roto, Give me a list of five guys who had scored double-digit touchdowns. I think Mike Williams would have been on that list. I drafted him in the fourth round of most drafts, and I did it willingly. I, dude, I passed up Cooper Cup for him in every league. What an idiot am I. I must be crappy at this fantasy football game. That's how much I like Mike Williams. I was wrong. I was wrong on one account. It's not that Mike Williams is bad. It's that Cooper Cup is phenomenal. And I was worried about Cooper Cup's injury. Cooper Cup is phenomenal. But Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, do you know? I let me ask you this question. No cheating. How many yards, how many receiving yards do you think is the highest that Keenan Allen had from week four on? Go. Yes. Do you know the answer? 61. He had 8 for 123, 8 for 98, 13 for 183 and two touchdowns against the Texans. And then it's just been a crap show. 5 for 48, 4 for 18, 2 for thirty-three, four 4 for 61, 7 for 53, 3 for 40. The first three weeks, you're like, yeah, I love this guy. This is my second round pick, Keenan Allen. I love this guy. I love him. And now you're like... Keenan Allen stinks. He hasn't even gone for more than 62 yards in a week. They have to find a way to get him the ball. Getting Keenan Allen the ball helps everybody. But I think they've been so enamored with Austin Eckler that he's been their number one option. Now, I love Austin Eckler more than the next guy, but let's make Eckler the running back. Let's make Gordon the backup running back. And then let's make this a high-powered offense. That's how I want to see it. Eckler, Allen, Williams, Henry. Find me a better core than that. Probably isn't one, right? Ask yourself that question. Is there a better core than that group? I don't think so. All right, taking our final break of the hour. I'm back with you right after this.
2: And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court, and what's next. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Daddy, what are you doing?
0: We are back,
4: Doctor Roto. And when I'm done here, wager talk with Teddy Covers out in Vegas, right? I always say, what's that, Teddy Michaels? Ralph Michaels, right? Teddy Covers and Ralph Michaels, right? I I was right with Teddy Covers, was I not?
1: Oh, of course
2: yeah, yeah. ralph michaels God. is the man though yeah
4: ralph. in my old age in my old age sean i i forget what <laughs> <even> happens <laughs> I, I, my, I go to the store i forget like three things my wife is like didn't i ask you for that i'm like did you write it down she goes yes i go i forgot what can i tell you well, I, and then i just uh, storm away in a in a huff that, that, that's never a good idea for a marriage by the way don't do that when your wife tells you to get the two things at the store actually i, I do it this way just tell me the two things you want me to get at the store two Don't burden my mind. Tell me the two things you want. I will bring them back. No more than that. Because otherwise, it's too much pressure, dude. I can't handle it. You know, you walk it up and down the store aisles. I'll screw it up for sure. You know know what you want. You pick it out. You figure it out. It's much easier if I give you the money. This is how you stay happily married, Sean. 16 years. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's a beautiful thing. All right, James Conner. Jerry Dulac of Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports James Conner is not expected to play Week 10. Doesn't surprise me. Right move. Samuels look great this week. He, You're going to fire him up in DFS, okay? Curtis Samuel returned to full participation at Thursday's practice. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's got a little hamstring injury. I don't love him this week. We'll talk more about him next week. Tomorrow and next show, right? I like there's there's somebody else in that game besides McCaffrey. There's somebody else I really like in that game that I want you guys to play in seasonal and DFS. But good big news on Connor, right? Expected to miss week ten. If you have Samuels, fire him up in seasonal and DFS. I guess he's a free square even if the Rams stop him. Mason Rudolph threw to threw to the guy four hundred times, right? And if you need a running back, get Edmonds. I mean, he's not a great player, but if you can get him on the waiver wire for a dollar or two, it might be might be a good idea. All right, but right now it's time to put away the insurance cards, put away the copay. The office is closed, my friends. Good luck tonight. I hope you guys win. I hope your players do well in the Chargers versus the Raiders. I'm back with you tomorrow. This is Doctor Roto saying, be well. Take care.
0: Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844 844 If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals,